Greetings and welcome back to another and ongoing series of Shirim Adaf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masechet Gitin, Daf Yod Amud Bet. And we're looking at the second half of Mishnah Hay in the first parak. Kol ta'olim shel kochavim. We already saw this referenced in the earlier piece. Uh, any uh, star produced by a non-Jewish court. Even though the witnesses are non-Jews, Ksherim. They are valid get, uh, shtarot, except for our two, get and the parallel shichur avadim, writ of emancipation. We already saw this reference much earlier in the parak. Rabbi Shimon disagrees and says, even gitenashim shichur avadim are kosher, the only, uh, mention of an invalidity of such a get is when they are done by a non-formal court, and they're just an assemblage of a few people together, behediot. Now, the Mishnah immediately, the Gemara immediately addresses, um, the fact that it, the Mishnah said all shtarot are valid. That the, does, that the Mishnah does not distinguish between a star used as a deed of sale or as a, uh, as a uh, star of, uh, or a shtar matana, a gifting deed. Which we'll see what the difference is. I understand why a sale would be good. The minute that they put the money in front of the judges, that's when the Kenyan happens. And what they're doing, the star is just used to proof. And since the courts have their own system that we can rely on as being credible, therefore their starot are good. And the reason is because they're not going to hurt their own reputation if the, if they didn't see the money change hands and they would not have written the star. But a star matana, where there is nothing changing hands, it's just one person giving to another, what is the, what affects the Kenyan? After all, the star itself can't be a valid vehicle for the Kenyan. It can't be a Kenyan star because the star is inherently invalid. So, uh, what does the star testify to? La vahishtara. You're using the star. Vahishtara chaspabalmu. This star is like a piece of shara, a shard of pottery. So, Amar Shmuel, Dina. This is where Shmuel utters his famous dictum, which has a wide range of, of, of understanding as far as the, uh, the, uh, application. Dina machuta dina, which literally means that the rule of the government has din, meaning that the star produced by a proper government agency or government court does have halachic bearing. But the second alternative presented, the other alternative presented is that the reading in the Mishnah is not but meaning any star in which the star alone is the vehicle for the halachic change, whether it's a transfer or a change in status, is invalid um, and hence, Shtar Maton would also be invalid. That, of course, turns Dina Machut Adina upside down, says there is no such thing, and we're only relying on their reputation, which they would not sully or threaten by signing a document where the money didn't change hands, but anywhere where there is no such thing as money changing hands or nothing else that would come in front of them, then we can't really accept it. Now, Bishimon Omer, of Eluk Bishimon disagrees and says, even Gitin Hashem Vadim, are valid unless done behedyot. I vala benekritu How can a get be valid if signed and written by a non-Jewish court and 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 uh, written by a non-Jewish court and signed by non-Jewish witnesses? After all, 
these people themselves are not B'nai Kritut, means they themselves don't have the laws of Gitin and Kedushin. And since they're, they don't have the laws of Gitin and Kedushin, they cannot be agents for it, they cannot be uh, the producers of such a get, they can't be aiding in such a get. So, I'm Rabbi Zeira, you're out of Rishimon, Lashitatosh, Rabbi Elazar. The Rabbi Shimon is adopting the Shita of Rabbi Elazar, to Amar Edi Masirakarti. Remember, Rabbi Elazar is of the opinion that the Edim that are signed on the get are simply a uh, protection against anybody claiming that the get is not real. But the real thing that, effect, that affects the get is the Edim Masira. Here you have a get that was produced by a non Jewish court, but it was handed over in front of two proper Edim. After all, we had the famous statement that we dealt with much earlier in the parak that Rabbi agrees that if it's Mizuya Fitoch, in other words, if there are no witnesses, it's kosher. That's the Gimel Gitin Psulin. But on the other hand, if you have witnesses on it that are improper, then it's possible. And here you have non-Jewish witnesses. So, Achamayaskinan, Mufakin. What are we dealing with here? We're dealing with names that are very clearly non-Jewish names. Uh, Chris, Peter, uh, Chris would be an example, perhaps. All right, Shemot Mufakin. So when the names on the star are clearly non-Jewish names, and there's no way that a Jew has a name like that, then we are, n- are not concerned about using it as a get, because no one will think that we're relying on the star itself. And that for, therefore, that's the machloket between uh, Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon, Everybody accepts Rabbi Lozer Shita. Tanakama says that we do not allow if the uh, allow it if there are signatories on the get who are non-Jewish, even if their names are clearly non-Jewish, as a precaution against names that are equivocal. Rabbi Shimon says as long as the names are clearly non-Jewish, we can accept them. So Hechidam Shem Uvakin. What are examples of Shem Uvakin? Amar Papa Gon Hormiz Avudina Bar Shivtai or Bar Kidre Uvati. And Rashi says that these were names, just not, not names pulled out of a hat, but names of real judges um, that existed. Uh, these are names that Jews never had. What's the halacha with a name which is used both by, both by Jews and non-Jews? Lo. So if that's the case, why at the Sefer does Rabbi Shimon say the only prohibition is if it was done by a non-formal court? He should distinguish within that and say, When do we say that it's permitted? That's if the names of the witnesses are clearly non-Jewish names. But if the names are equivocal kind of names, universal names, then I don't, then we don't allow them. So the answer is, that indeed is what he said. So the mention of the Hedyot at the end of the Mishnah is really a, a parallel, saying that really it's only, Rabbi Shimon says, even a get is okay as long as the name is Shemot Mufakim. But if it's Shemot Shemot Mufakim, then it's as if it was done by Hedyot and it's Psulin. The other passage is Seifa, Tam Legite Mamon. That the Seifa of saying Hedyot is not talking about uh, a, a get, but rather about Shtarot. In other words, Rabbi Shimon is not nearly at uh, as much at odds with Tanakam as we thought. And he's saying, when do we say that Gite Momon are invalid? That's when they're done by a non-formal court. 
Kitenoshim is a different issue, and that's an issue of Shemr Uvakim. Tanya, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yossi, Kacham, Rabbi Shimon, Lachacham, Mitzidon, Rabbi Tzidon. Rabbi Shimon said to Lachacham the following, this is from a Bro'ay Tosefta, that has a slightly different version, Rabbi Shimon is not mentioned there. So Rabbi Kivan and Chacham evidently had this disagreement a generation before Rabbi Shimon. He said they didn't disagree about regular shtarot to put out even if the witnesses are non-Jewish they're kosher even with getting shichur they only machlokar return but kibar chachomim is if they were done by an informal court invalidate except in the case of um of Gitenoshim and Shikhravodim, meaning that um um that a Gitenoshim, we know we're not relying on them, so therefore even if it was done behedyot, nonetheless we still accept it. Uh as opposed to Shitramachir, if they're not done with a proper court, then we're afraid that they did it without really seeing what was going on. And there we were afraid that we're really relying on the Shtar. He throws in a new twist. He says that even um if it's uh get Shikravadim are acceptable, but only in a place where they don't let Jews sign Gitin. Now, so now, what's the reason behind this, first of all, is that if it's a place where Jews never sign a star, then everybody knows that starot that come from there, we're not relying on the star itself, the star is not affecting anything, we're relying on the Edimusi it handed over, or on something else. Um, however, if it's a location where Jews are allowed to sign, then we don't accept the Kitenashim, because we're afraid that people are going to say we're really relying on the star itself, and that name that's on there must be a Jewish person, and therefore we're going to rely on him further, and, uh, and we'll end up relying on non-Jewish witnesses. Now, the question is, why don't they make a Xerah of not permitting it, even in places where they don't allow Jews to sign, to, to sign as a precaution against those places where they do allow Jews to sign? The answer is because we did that with Shemot Mufakin, if you recall, at the beginning of the Sugya. As we said, that according to Tanakama, we, um, we don't allow a get produced by a non-Jewish court, even if the names are clearly non-Jewish names, as a precaution against situations where the names are universal. So why don't we make the same zera here? The answer is Shema Bishma Michla Machlif Atabatra Lomachlif. That confusing names one for another between a universal name and a uniquely non-Jewish name, that could happen. But a location with a location won't be confused, meaning if we know that in this particular city they never let Jews sign Gittin, then we know any star that comes out of there is valid because we're not relying on the star itself. Ravina thought perhaps to allow a, a star that was, that was written with a sort of ad hoc gathering of, uh, of non-Jews in Babel. Uh, Rav said you can't do that because the Mishnah says Erchaot, which is a formal court. If you have a Parthian star that's handed in front, handed over in front of uh, Israeli witnesses, you can do it, use it to collect, but only collect unclaimed uh, or unencumbered property. You can't use it to, to collect from from uh, from Mishubadim. Now. Ah, the Jewish witnesses don't know how to read this star, so when it's handed in front of them, they don't know what they're saying. So the answer is, in case they do know how to read. 
But we have a din in the star that it has to be a kind of writing that can't be forged. So the answer is, the answer is that this happens to be a parchment that they worked over like our parchments. So it can't be forged. You can't write on top of it and even put erasure in. This is mainly dealt with Mabatra. That in the last line of the star, you have to review the main gist of the, uh, what the document says. Valeka. So the answer is, there. In other words, if you have a star in which the Jews know how to read what the star says, and the star is written in such a way it can't be forged, and the last line reviews the main gist of it, right? Then it's fine. So if that's the case, it's a fine star, you should be able to collect from a Shabbatim also. So the answer is lately called that this kind of star doesn't have a call, and therefore the buyer of the property from the fellow who is who has uh, obligated himself won't know about it, and you can't hold him responsible that he didn't do enough uh, checking to find out whether this property had a claim on it, and therefore we can't collect it from Mishubadim. What if you have Edim? Uh, on a get that comes here in Israel, but the names are glad goyish names. Mahu. So We only had such a case with two names, Lucus, which is some form of Luke and Luce, and we allowed it. But it's only with names like that where there's just no Jews who accept names like that. In which case we permit it because we say the star is not affecting anything, it's just a raya. If you find the Jews take names like that, lo, then we don't permit it. If you have Gitan coming from overseas, and you have witnesses sign, even though the names are non-Jewish names, because most of the Jews overseas take on non-Jewish names, which means that these people we're assuming are Jewish witnesses, and we're being machshed again as a proper star, not as something that we're saying is totally invalid, and it's just a proof, and really it's the Edi Mesira. So the answer is, The answer is, that's exactly the reason. Because since most Jews there have these kind of names, we assume the star is signed by Jews, because what kind of court's going to produce a star signed by non-Jews? But if such names appear in, in Eretz Yisrael, where most people have Jewish names, then we have to assume that, that as, if they're absolutely Goyish names, then these are Goyim. We're not using the star in, in mode A, where it's really affecting the deal, but in mode B, where it's simply a proof. But if they're names that are unclear, then we won't accept them because it's unclear who these people are and how we're going to deal with the star. The other possibility is original question is that exact case of the Breita, meaning Gitan that come from Chutzlart. And the answer was simply from the, uh, from the Breita, which is that we do accept them because we assume that they are Jewish because most of the Jews in Chutzlart have names like that. Okay, we've gotten to the end of this piece. We'll pick up Mirza Hashem in the next podcast from the Mishnah and Daf Yud Aleph Amud Bet, uh, which will take us to the fourth um, uh, common feature between Get and Shtar Shikur, at least according to our mayor, which is the possibility of Chazar. Everybody should have a wonderful day.